0: Hello there! Welcome to the 20th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and PlayStation fanatic, Adrian Pinter. How does it go for you, sir?
1: General Kenobi, it does go wells.
0: That is excellent. Very wells.
1: That is excellent to hear. Why a, does it go wells? Well, I have a PlayStation 5 in my possession. Oh. It's on my lap here as I'm recording this with you. The coveted PlayStation Five, which is not on your lap, I'm looking right at you. What are you talking about?
0: That would be. Plus, you be. Your legs would be crushed. You'd never walk again.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a chunky unit, man. It's it is very a large, unit. but it it's awesome. I'm a, I'm am I'm a, I'm really happy with it so far. How do you like yours?
0: I know you got one as well. I really enjoy it. I had to lay mine down, though, on my uh, cabinet, my TV cabinet, and Mm. man, does it look bloated. Bloated would be the word I would use. When it's standing up, because I stood it up to just see what it looks like, it looks great, but I can't stand mine up because it reaches the top of the TV and blocks my soundbar, so I just can't can't do it. I'd love to, but I can't, so it Mm. has to just sit bloated there on its side horizontally.
1: That's unfortunate, my friend. It looks great vertical. I, I have mine set up vertically, and it looks stellar. I'm very pleased with it. Like an
0: alien spaceship.
1: It honestly does look like a spaceship. It looks futuristic. It looks next gen. But now it's current gen, baby. It is. It is indeed. PS4 that's so 7 years ago, am I
0: right? Yeah, for sure. The the best thing that looks great on it would be the obviously the games. I mean, they look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 60 frames per second for almost every game. It's really good. I'm excited to start playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm-hmm, it's
1: it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it, I'm only like an hour in, but uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'm gonna keep on playing through that. I got my first platinum trophy on it. Well, congratulations. Uh, which just means that you've 100%ed a game. It's on Astro's Playroom. Really highlights how amazing the controller for this console is. I don't want to go too deep and bore anyone that's not interested in video games, but man, this is a, this is
0: an awesome machine, and I can't wait to just spend the next few days playing it. Something also awesome for you is that you didn't have access to the Apple TV Plus app, and now you mm-hmm. get to watch those streaming uh, shows.
1: Yeah, I might. Maybe I'll watch Ted Lasso because you really uh, sold me on it when you talked about how great it is, and I'm looking for just something easy to watch that's a nice comedy. That you can sure. just kind of put on in the background, or you know have these bite-sized chunks you're not even like i mean obviously it's well re- regarded but i've heard of a few people that absolutely love it as well
0: yeah in our like social circle and now it's going on to season three even though they haven't even started filming season two like they've already renewed it for season three which is pretty cool i just finished the final episode actually just recently i cried multiple yeah? times there's just moments that just i don't know it, it evokes emotion in me constantly and i'm not sure what it is It there's a inspiring aspect to his leadership style that's really funny all the way through through and i just find that uh, it's really well done i'm just yeah. surprised on how good it is an inspiring optimism i don't want to make i don't want to hype it too much though because i don't want you to be so super hyped for it then you watch it and you're like this isn't that great what i would say is for sure keep with it for a few episodes because with any show like this i feel There's like especially setup. you're not a sports fan so just kind of you know ease into it So, my girlfriend watched the first episode with me. She didn't like it. No. She just didn't like it and she didn't continue. But as I kept watching it, I was like, I'm attached to these characters. Let me tell you. And Jason Sudeikis does a great job. So, yeah, I really like these
1: Cool. Yeah, I might watch that. Maybe I'll watch an episode today. Who knows?
0: Cool, man. It's only 30 minutes. It's a comedy. So, I like to laugh. That's uh, wow. Excellent. Yeah, I think Apple TV Plus is on a roll lately and they're, they're on the right track. If they can release some of these really cool movies and TV series that they've announced and that we've reported on this podcast, I think they're in uh, in good shape. I would say. Stellar. Indeed. Let's get into some show corrections slash clarifications, if you uh, might allow me to do so. Again. You know. Well, that's too bad. Let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email at, splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com And Kenneth Stadler wrote into us once again, and he said... I can. Masters of media. To address the herd versus depth situation... I'm curious how their case will fare in the U.S. with audio, video, text, and eyewitness testimony disproving Hurd's earlier stories. And he goes on from there. But let's talk about that for a moment, if we might. We mm-hmm. talked last week about how Johnny Depp was asked to step down from his role as Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beasts film series, the Harry Potter f- spinoff film series. By the way, whenever I write anything about the Harry Potter spin-off film series called Fantastic Beasts, I feel like I have to put all of that information into the way I write it because it's kind of confusing. Because Fantastic Beasts, as you mentioned, it's stupid, is not a great yeah, name. No, they, I agree they with that not, completely. They did Fantastic not plan for that. Like, as you mentioned last week, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is the name of the first movie, but yeah. Fantastic Beasts have nothing to do with the second movie, really? Yeah,
1: Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Gay Wizard Hitler. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Well, it's not called that I'll, also, but I, I got your drift. But uh, yeah, so Ken uh, makes an interesting point here. Uh, he's questioning whether in the States it will go better for Depp because Depp lost his libel lawsuit in the UK against the Sun newspaper who claimed that he was a wife-beater. And so it's an interesting thing to see what happens to him in the United States. And if that improves his his reputation, honestly, I, I keep thinking about this. And I honestly think, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but he just shouldn't have pursued this like this. He should have let this blow over and then he would maybe be able to just jump back into his career. Like, I think the idea of just completely denying that this happened and then saying, like, she was the wife beater and whatever is good. But maybe going in through a lawsuit angle where you're going through a libel lawsuit against a major newspaper that's got a lot of money and resources behind them i don't know if he would have ever even if it was without almost any doubt there would still be a little bit of shred of doubt that he was potentially a wife beater. even if he again if he had all the evidence and amber heard didn't show up to the trial like she didn't bring any evidence at all or fake evidence or whatever it may be who knows Because again, we weren't there. The idea is, is there any way that he would have looked good anyway? I think no, because you just can't, once you've been accused of this, you kind of have to, you can deny it of course, make sure that you make it clear, but I just feel like, I don't know, this isn't gonna do him better that he's going through another lawsuit. It's just gonna make him look bad again. It's irrelevant. She's going to bring evidence. He's going to bring evidence. It's a head-to-head battle. And they're both going to look bad. She'll keep her job and he'll lose his. That's, that's what it seems like this going to end up. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I can, can kind of see where you're coming from. But at the same time, like... You got to stand up for yourself. You can't just let people slander you to that extent. Like I, I don't know if I, I would have done it any differently if I was in his position. Like if if I know that I didn't do these things and I'm being accused of these things, I'm not saying that he didn't do any of these things. Well, I'm that's just saying the if thing. If I was in though. his shoes and he actually didn't do these things, right, I would definitely want to stand up for myself and I'd probably do it a lot. I'd probably have a mental breakdown and like freak out and be like, "This is not what I did." Blah blah blah, and I would 100 make myself look worse. So, I don't know. I I understand. So, if if you were completely
0: innocent, then you would go after the newspaper that's claiming that you're a wife beater. That I understand. And that's why the whole idea behind this and how much he's pushing this makes me believe that arguably, yeah, he should be innocent. But we just don't know that. And she brings so much evidence again to this as well whether it be contradictory as ken points out or not i don't know that this is going to help him i just i don't know it's weird he admitted to the drug use i think in the, in yeah, the he did. trial and like that made him look bad right away but if it was true it was true that's the part that he said it was true so i don't know ah this just sucks this is su- this sucks we spent a long time on this last week and so let's move on yeah one thing
1: i do want to mention like It seems, at least, I don't know if it's just, like, what's being shown to me, but it seems like a lot of the internet is on Johnny Depp's side versus Amber Heard's. Like, at least from what I've seen, like, a bunch of meme pages I follow posting about it, which is, like, annoying, because I just want to laugh. I don't want to see, like, random memes about this. Plus, we
0: talked about this at length, Um, and it's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, and, like, there are people on my, like, Facebook posting about it, Uh, women as well mind you so it's not just like a bunch of dudes being like oh yeah dudes don't do anything wrong let's fucking circle jerk each other like it's actual like women that are posting about you know believing death and that whole situation so i I think that it's it's interesting at least from my point of view it seems like way more people are on johnny depp's side but again uh, i don't i don't actually know this is This is obviously like a fairly small sample size I'm taking from because it's just meme pages I follow on Instagram and then people I've met who are not really friends, just acquaintances that I have on Facebook as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very, it's interesting. And yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of talking about it a little bit. I just, it sucks. It's a shitty situation. And I would like to have this all resolved and have the truth come out. But who knows if we ever actually will have the full story.
0: Yeah. It's hard to, hard to know what are lies and what are not. And that is the issue. One thing about this, actually, Johnny Depp is actually making his full salary for the third Fantastic Beast film. It's kind of That's interesting. Cool. So he's not in the film at all because he was asked to step down by Morning Brothers. Yeah, he's getting his full the, salary.
1: Yeah, the, the, like he had a specific. Thing in the contract, right? So if he filmed any scenes at all, he gets his full salary, even if yeah. he's asked to be removed. Yeah, and they I think start they filmed, just started filming. So I think they had like one scene or whatever. And yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little bit more in the news. Uh, in the news. So let's let's move there. on. Let's move let's on. Move
0: on to the next part of Kenneth's email when he said, <laughs> <laughs> "What? Why would you say that's so weird?" let's move on to ken's email when he said your mention of neither of you seeing one flew over the cuckoo's nest brings me to challenge the collective you each month see one movie made prior to 1977 using a new hope as a cutoff and give your opinion of it whether watching or viewing again it is interesting to see how films stand up today signed kenneth and then he's got a quote here, as usual. It isn't what they say about you, it's what they whisper about you. I think he's throwing shade at us here. Is is that what he's doing? He's like, you guys haven't seen One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest, you bloody amateurs? Maybe. I, I, I'm getting that vibe. I'm, I'm gonna getting call that him vibe. Right now. I'm going to call him right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll call him on the phone. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ken. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I suppose. Do we want to agree to do that? One... One movie prior to 1977 per month? Well, like, that's, what, like five months of movies? There hasn't been that many
1: movies before 1977,
0: am I right? Oh, I see. We've been almost doing this for five months, this podcast. So I thought you were referencing the podcast, like, you have to go back and watch another five movies. But then again, I guess there's only the five movies, so it works out for the number of months we've done this Mm -hmm. podcast as well. Well, we want to watch... What's that movie? We want to see... A very famous movie that we—I should—I feel kind of ashamed of not seeing. Although people talk about it all the time, I wonder how many people have actually seen it as well. But definitely one of the most famous movies of all time, *Citizen Kane*. Never heard of it. I think we should watch that one for next month for sure, or for this month, I guess, just because of *Mank*, the David Fincher created movie, uh, the directed movie for Netflix is coming out on December fourth, if I recall.
1: Yeah, it's it's early December. Yeah,
0: I'm really excited for that. That could win it all at the Academy Awards. So that, uh, that would be, that's what I was going to say as well. So I think if you want to watch a movie for this month, that would be the one that I would choose. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm down, man. Let's watch it, not for next week, but the following week. Sound good? Citizen Kane? Sure. And then um, the following week, we'll talk about Mink. Is that fair?
0: That sounds good so to me. So not next
1: week, but the, the week after, we'll uh, talk about Citizen Kane, and then... The following week, we will talk about Mank. So, if you want to watch those movies and have a conversation along along with that, then uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's do it. Let's do it together, all of us. Oh,
0: you mean the, the audience? The audience is. Well. Oh yeah, for sure. Audience members, write into us. Split Focus Podcast at gmail write into us on Twitter. We want to know your opinion. On these movies, tell us how big of an amateur, how amateur we are, as people writing, you know, writing and and producing, creating a podcast about film and TV, and not having seen Citizen Kane or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You know what I'm saying? Cuckoo. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, But I just, uh, just so you're aware, I did watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I guess that's a good segue for the movies we've been watching this week. Oh. So I just specifically just watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yesterday. Was it good? We filmed this on a Saturday. Um, It was great. I loved it. Is awesome. When did that come out? Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy-five. Five. Just wow. below his little cutoff of nineteen seventy-seven, I guess. Interesting. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, it's uh, directed by Miloš Foreman. Obviously, it's a movie based upon a book by Ken, uh, Ken Kesey. That's based upon a manga, I heard. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, it's awesome. Jack Nicholson won an Oscar for it for best actor. Uh, so did actually Louise Fletcher who won for her role as Mildred Ratchet. Uh, interestingly, I obviously last week the reason why this came up the one flew over the cuckoo's nest thing is because I watched Ratchet. I started watching Ratchet a couple weeks back and the I talked Netflix about the original pod- series podcast. Yes, the Netflix original series and I, I hadn't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yet, which is I guess I don't know, blasphemy or or something. I don't know. But yeah, you know, the idea is about that as I was mentioning how it was kind of Hitchcocky in the way that it was It was created, it's very colorful, and it's very 1950s, 1960s cinema. This movie is nothing like that at all. I can't even believe how different it is. The movie is way better than the show, that that I would say for sure. But Hmm. I mean, one of them is a best picture Winner and the other one is a show that's 60% of Rotten Tomatoes So it's not a bad show for sure, but this movie again in every way, especially with Jack Nicholson's acting A lot of the supporting cast as well are just phenomenal Mildred Ratchet is seems like such a different character than again the show. I really like the show Show's aesthetic and the way that it portrays Mildred Ratchet in like a different way. I just I feel like it's really loose on the source material. And that's, again, I have to read the book. And then this is where, I guess, Ken chimes in and says, oh, now you got to read the book. Read one book a month. Prior to 1977 release. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's an awesome movie. It's about a mental hospital. Jack Nicholson's kind of faking. He's trying to get out of uh, the work at prison farm, like for uh, hard labor. He's trying to get out of it. And so he pretends he's crazy. And so they throw him into a mental hospital. But this mental hospital—I don't know if they're doing everything above board. I don't know maybe for 1970s they are, but they're not the greatest. I don't—I don't think there's a lot of recovery happening at these at this mental hospital specifically, especially when it comes to the treatment from Mildred Ratchet and the acting from specifically Jack Nicholson and also again Louis Fletcher who plays Mildred Ratchet. Amazing, they do a great job. It's a very interesting movie, and it's definitely worth the watch. Did you finish the Ratched series? I didn't yet. I got to the fifth episode. Understood. Are you going to finish it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to finish season one. I, I don't hate it. I just find that now I'm even more puzzled. I'm so curious how it ends, at least for season one, because it's not at all like the movie. Although, the movie takes place in the 1970s. The show does not it takes place way before that like end of the 1950s if i recall oh
1: so it's like a prequel set it's definitely 15 a
0: prequel. years earlier it's how she becomes who she is i think that was the whole point of the of the show hmm. okay but yeah big fan uh they won just to be clear best picture best actor best actress and best direction from milos foreman cool so definitely worth a watch and i know if you're listening to this podcast and are uh I don't know. You're going to call yourself a true film fan. You're like, oh, I knew that already. Is you this should any... watch this long ago. Is no, this it on is any not. streaming? No. I rented it for $5. Okay. In Canada. It's worth the 5 bucks. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. Ooh. The weird thing about this is that as I was watching this movie, the PlayStation came. And I was like, ah, do I continue watching this movie? Or do I open this machine and start playing it? Because it's a seven-year... Again, I waited seven years for this... New machine to come out, but I just continued watching it. It's a it's an amazing movie. It's good to hear, man. Yeah. What yeah. have you been watching this week?
1: So I watched a few things. All Netflix original stuff, actually. Ooh. Oddly enough. So I'll start with the two movies I watched. It's the Babysitter and its sequel, The Babysitter Killer Queen. Oh wow! So the first movie, The Babysitter. It's really fun. I quite liked it. It's directed by Mick G, who's made a bunch of random movies that I've never seen before.
0: Oh, oh, one of the uh, one of the members of the band, the Rolling Stones.
1: Yeah, him. Maybe I don't know. I didn't, I didn't fact check that. But you know what? Yeah, let's go with yeah. Anyways, um, so so that would be Mick J. Am I missing? Oh, Mick Jagger.
0: <laughs> you didn't get my joke, did you?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on. I did sorry. not. Uh, so, real quick, uh, for the babysitter, it's a super cool concept. It's uh, Home Alone, but R-rated. Oh. Um, so it's like this kid, he has this babysitter, you know, that's super cool. It's played by Samara Weaving.
0: Does it also who... take place during Christmas?
1: No, it doesn't. No. It stars Samara Weaving, who I love. She's She always takes these wacky roles and just goes all into them. Even movies that I didn't really like, like Guns Akimbo, like she just goes all in and everything that she's... A part of, I do I really love. like
0: the uh, Ready or Not, Ready or Not, I' Zeke movie. That's it's, one of my favorite movies. It is an movies. amazing movie. Yeah, it's of uh, last surprisingly year. Surprisingly amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say necessarily surprising, but it seems like such a wacky concept, and it's just done so incredibly well. Theoretically, it could have been terrible. Yeah, but yeah, I really love that movie
1: uh, starring her, and she, she's just really great in everything that she's in. Again, even in movies that aren't great, like Guns Kimbo. Um, so long story short, she's the babysitter of this kid, and. You know, one night, his parents are gone, and she's she's there babysitting him, and she puts him to bed. And he wakes up in the middle of the night because, like, his um, neighbor, uh, who he's really good friends with, tells him, like, oh, the reason why your babysitter uh, puts you to sleep is so she can, like, call her boyfriend over and fuck. And he's like, oh, no, like, I don't think so, blah, 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 blah. And he wakes up in the middle of the night, uh, well, he never fell asleep, and goes out. And he so sees- he purposely
0: stays he purposely up. purposely stays yeah.
1: up and he sees her there with a few other uh, people so like you know a couple of her friends like a couple girls and a couple dudes and they're playing uh, Spin the Bottle. And it kind of just starts off like that. And he's like, oh, maybe, maybe it is right. And he's just, like, sit- sitting there watching them. And, like, you know, there's just, like, a makeout scene. Like, Samara Weaving and is uh, making out with, like, the one other girl, Bella Thorne, who we talked about ruining OnlyFans a couple weeks ago or last week. It was last week. Anyway, she, uh, you know, there's, they're, like, making out. And he's like, oh, man, this is awesome, like, being a little kid. And then all of a sudden, uh, there's this one nerd at the party. And, you know, she goes to make out with him and then just stabs him in the head with two knives. Just like what? right off, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" And then you realize that they're part of a satanic cult, and uh, she's trying to, like, she made a uh, deal with the devil and is trying to get, like, whatever she can from, because she has this book, like, essentially the Bible for of the devil. And he sees that, and th-
0: how is there not blood everywhere? This there is, is somebody blood else's everywhere. House.
1: No, there is blood everywhere. It's incredibly gory and grotesque, and it's it's funny though. It's a really like it's a funny like horror movie, and it's very self aware. Which I really appreciated. Was this in and the trailer,
0: though? Did you just reveal yeah, no, too much? it's
1: no, it's in the trailer. Oh, it's good. In the trailer. I'm not saying anything that's not in the trailer. And uh, yeah, you know, the kid sees, and then she notices that the kid saw. So her and her like gang of like four other people or five or uh, four other people uh, are now trying to kill the kid. And they're chasing him around the house and he's like setting up traps and stuff. So that's kind of where the Home Alone sort of aspect comes into. And it's really great. I really enjoyed it. It's funny. Again, like quite hilarious. There's a, what's the, what's the guy? Robbie Amell is also in it. He's another notable actor. I don't know the other two friends. I don't think I've seen them in much, but it's just a stupid, you know, self-aware horror comedy movie that has a lot of charm. And again, it really reminded me of Home Alone in all the right ways. And I highly recommend it. It's easily accessible on Netflix. Really recommend the watch. It's, it's funny. It's a very specific style of humor. And uh, you know, if you're not a fan of like that over-the-top campy, sort of uh, Sam Raimi-style gore, uh, you might not want to watch it, uh, right. but I, I highly recommend it. I really loved it. The sequel, not so much, unfortunately. It takes place a few years after, I think two or three years after the original movie. The kid's grown up a bit. And, uh, long story short, uh, goes on a little boat trip and, uh, the satanic cult shows up again and it kind of chaos ensues from there. And again, it loses a little bit of its charm. It's still like pretty funny. Um, just not as good as the first one by any stretch. Wait, he's uh, alone in the boat? No, he's like on a boat with a few other people and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Not, so not no, to like spoil anything. Um, I see, okay. Cuz I don't know what this the trailer shows for that one, but it kind of spoils what happens in the first one, so I don't really want to go too deep into it. I see. Okay. Um, but it's it, it's still good. Like it's still funny. I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching that one. You can watch the first one and it's like a one and done and it and it feels like it it's done. Gotcha. There is an after-credit scene in the first one and an after-credit scene in the second one, so it seems like they want to make this like a continuous series and I imagine it did well enough the first time around to get the C- the second one, so I'm curious if the second one did well enough to get a third movie. Uh, but I'd be interested in watching it. I think this one of the main reasons why the second one isn't as good is because you know the kid grows up a bit. He's like uh, I think 16 by that point, 15, 16, uh, as opposed to being like 11 or 12 in the first one. So it just kind of loses that bit of like you know charm where it's like this kid that's like just fucking up these like you know older teens. Right. Yeah, uh, They're yeah, trying yeah. to kill him. Um, but it's still fun. It's still fun and still worth watching. I, I enjoyed it enough. I probably wouldn't watch the second one ever again. But i definitely watch the first one again.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I, I just looked up the first one. It's 72% of Rotten Tomatoes. So, it's uh, it's fairly well regarded. Do you <laughs> know what the second one is? I think it's 50-something, if I recall correctly. So, it took a bit of a dive, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, again, both are good.
1: Both are good. The first one is actually great, though. I really loved it. It's it's charming. It's funny. 48% of
0: Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, grotesque.
1: Uh, But yeah, I I recommend both of them. Cool, man. More so the first one. Just watch the first one. If you don't like the first one, you definitely won't like the second one. So there's that. That's
0: fair. What else Um, have you been watching?
1: So the other thing I've been watching is a new Netflix original series. It's called Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. It is six episodes. It's kind of like a sketch comedy, like improv show. And it is hilarious. Like absolutely hilarious. I was, like, my my stomach was hurting because I was laughing so much. It's six wow. episodes, all about, you know, 20 to 30 minutes each. Auntie Donna is this Australian sketch comedy group. They have a YouTube channel with a bunch of sketches on there, which uh, I kind of dived into after uh, watching the series. They, you know, do live shows as well. They have, like, a full, like, hour-long live show that they uploaded onto YouTube as well uh, that I kind of want to watch, but it's really funny It's a very specific type of humor So I suggest watch the first, you know, even half of the first episode and you'll You'll know by that point whether or not you will like the rest of the show, but it is it's just hilarious It is so joke-dense that like literally there's not a moment where I wasn't laughing um, Which is amazing it it almost is not a good thing because I watched three episodes in a row, Right. and by the end of the third episode, I was like, I can't laugh anymore. Like, I, I've been laughing too much. Like, I need what? a break. Like, I legitimately needed a break. So I, I stopped watching it, and then I watched the fourth episode the next day, uh, and then the last two episodes later that evening. And cool. man, it is hilarious. There's some uh, pretty cool cameos in it. Uh, most notably, uh, Ed Helms. I
0: saw him on the cover on Netflix. Yeah,
1: he, he's a executive producer on it, and he actually cameos in the show. Nice. Um, I forget the guy's name. He's the taxi driver from Deadpool. Like Deadpool's like taxi driver from Deadpool 1 and 2. I don't
0: remember the actor's name, sorry.
1: But yeah, he's in it, plays a small cameo once again. Uh, his role is actually hilarious uh, <laughs> because he doesn't play himself, but he plays a, another famous actor. And it's it's really good, um, and they also have I believe it's oh, did you find the name Dopinder's name I the guy it's... who
0: plays Dopinder? and yeah thing? yeah Karen Sony yeah
1: um, yeah he's in it and then there's also uh, Anthony Starr who plays Homelander from Anthony the Boys Anthony Starr he has a small cameo in the show as well but man I highly recommend this like it is all right so, I'll check it out I'll so it. great I'll do it and maybe in the next few days maybe it, it's exactly my kind of humor as well which um,
0: I've I've I guess we're gonna find out. Audience, what Adrian's humor yeah. is if you watch this Auntie Donna's big old house of fun the first, on Netflix. Yeah, honestly, the first like three
1: minutes of the show, it just starts <laughs> off so ridiculous and just right away gets to a point that I did not expect and yeah honestly I'm like I'm laughing just thinking about the jokes and I've been talking in this odd Australian accent to myself like walking through my house just like saying quotes from the show and walking a specific way because one of the characters walks so ridiculously all the time and like how they say specific things I, I just like I can see myself slowly becoming them and it scares wow. me oh, no. um, but yeah I, I highly highly recommend it man it is so funny like it's it's probably the funniest thing i've seen all year like this this wow. six episode show i can't think of anything that made me laugh this hard i mean like middleditch and schwartz was pretty good earlier this year yeah the thomas middleditch and ben schwartz uh, sketch comedy show that they right, put right. on netflix it's three episodes in front of a live audience
0: yeah you talked about that a couple episodes back yeah before. which uh, i really Maybe Ten enjoyed. episodes back now yeah we're on episode 20 adrian whoa it's crazy man, i can't Anyways. even count that
1: high but yeah, like that—that that show's really great. It's a great sketch comedy show. But this is a very different style of humor, and it's—it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. They have—they—they they have something special here, and I really want more to come. And I want everyone to watch it. That way, they do get renewed for a second season. Again, they—they they make YouTube stuff, so I can just watch their sketches on YouTube. But there's something—there's something special about uh, about this show.
0: Well, there's a—I'm sure there's higher production value for sure.
1: Oh, most definitely there is. Yeah, there definitely is higher production value and it's although not necessarily connected in any way like really like these sketches aren't always connected but they are the same characters and they're living in this house and like the the same actors yes they're not the same characters are they well the actors play themselves a bunch but they also play different characters and they always tend to go back to the big old house of fun cool um and yeah it's great I, i can't recommend this show enough it is the funniest thing i've seen all year i stand by that cool man yeah man Good stuff. Yeah, that's that's all I got. That's all I
0: got. for things I watched. Good stuff. So should we get on to the news then? No. Why are you always saying no? It's too bad for you. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As publication Variety reports, Mud director Jeff Nichols has been chosen to write and direct a third film in the A Quiet Place horror movie franchise. The plot for the spinoff film is based upon another original idea from A Quiet Place universe creator John Krasinski. The new horror flick is set for release in 2022 and will be executive produced by John Krasinski and his Sunday night production company. The second film in the franchise, A Quiet Place Part 2, was initially set for release back in March 2020, but has been since pushed back a couple of times due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It currently has a release date that sits on April 23rd, 2021. Ooh.
1: This is interesting. Um, I don't know how much we need a spinoff thing. Like, at a certain point, like, if you just keep on making these, like, post-apocalyptic movies set in the same universe, you can only do so much. I feel like a lot of the time, because of The Walking Dead and the shit that Fear the Walking Dead is and... We have a lot of these post-apocalyptic shows that tend to kind of go the same route. It's like, oh, these monsters are dangerous, but people are even worse. You know what I mean? And
0: I see. They I, end up in the same place. I guess it's like the reason why we've talked about this years ago uh, on our other podcast, of course, because we don't talk outside this podcast or podcasts in general. But we talked about how The Walking Dead, the zombies are really a backdrop. They're just yeah. a setting. I mean, if that was their circumstance, that they're living in this world with these sound monsters, like in a a quiet place, specifically, I don't know if that could be so bad. It doesn't have to get generic. I think they can do something interesting, if they've got a good idea. Think of it this way, in a way, I suppose. How much of a good idea did you believe the first A Quiet Place was?
1: Yeah, I didn't necessarily think it was all that great. Like, when it was announced. like I thought it was like, oh, this is no, cool. No, no, when you watched it. Oh, like when I watched it. I loved it. I really loved that movie. Right. I thought it was really cool and it was really well done. Interesting fact, the initial cut of that movie had one line of dialogue. They, they weren't gonna write, like say anything it was all supposed to be like sign language or whatever. interesting and then obviously they, they they changed that as as time progressed
0: I think that John Krasinski wouldn't make this movie unless they had a really good idea because I think if I recall correctly Emily Blunt said I was actually quoted as saying that they were very hesitant about making part two they weren't gonna make it unless they had a great idea to actually have a good sequel that was a very important thing for them. So I think, unlike Fear of the Walking Dead, seasons 1 through 35, I, I think that they're... 4 through 5. 4 and 5. I, I'm making the joke that they're going to make seasons for the next 25 years. Possibly. <laughs> I just don't think that they've got any signs of stopping because as long as people watch it. I just find that they don't really have... They don't always have original stories to tell. And that this idea, again, is based upon... The original idea from john krasinski and i think that he's got another good idea for a spin-off it may be something completely off off the beaten trail we don't know what's gonna what it's gonna be and I, I have faith that quiet place part two will be good if it's not then this spin-off might not be jeff nichols is kind of cool though have you ever seen mud with Matthew no. mcconaughey i've always no. meant to watch that and i have not it's very well regarded and i I'm interested to see what Jeff Nichols might do specifically with this universe. That's one of the things that intrigued me most about this news.
1: Yeah, I'm curious as to like... I want it to be set somewhere unique, somewhere cool. I'm kind of sick of these. Oh, like, like in
0: a different, like not in the United States, yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, like I'm kind of sick of it. It's always the U.S. That's one of the reasons why I love like uh, 28 Days Later because it takes place in the U.K. Cool, yeah. you know? it's like little things like that that make it um, unique.
0: Or I don't also know. starring Cillian Murphy, but yeah, Killian like, Murphy. I don't even know how to say his name. I think it's Cillian Murphy. I don't know why I said Cillian there. Yeah, everyone calls it Cillian. He calls yeah. him Cillian, I think. But I love. I, think I love it's Killian. Regardless kelly murphy was in 28 days later he's gonna be in quiet place 2 part, part two. 2 yeah
1: so yeah i don't know i'm curious about this like i'm interested like uh unless quiet place part 2 is trash like i'm sure this can be good but again like i'm getting that sort of fatigue of just like everything's post apocalypse it will
0: be fatigue if the second movie is significantly worse yeah that's what i think if the next movie is some regard maybe is even better or the same quality i don't think it matters Cause it was ninety something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics loved it. Fans loved *The Quiet Place*. It was actually a box office huge, massive hit, um, as well for a horror movie. Yeah. At the time, so I think that this can be great if Jordan Krasinski's involved, and he believes that this universe should continue. Because both him and Emily Blunt, his wife and co-star in the movie, they were hesitant, from what I understand, to make part two. And I think they'd arguably be just as hesitant to make a part three or a spinoff version. But hopefully, again, like you said, it would be nice to have a different setting. Or almost, I almost kind of wish they didn't announce that this was a spinoff and then just talked about a horror movie from Jeff Nichols and then just had it set in a Quiet Place universe.
1: Kind of like what they're doing with... um... Cloverfield.
0: Yes. That would have been something that I would have liked a little bit better but but yeah hopefully again they've got a good idea we'll, we'll find out again we, we can't watch part two we would have seen it already many months ago yeah. like in march so initially of 2020 but we're just waiting we're just waiting
1: yeah man I'm, I'm all in for uh i'll watch it i'll definitely watch it part two is uh yeah i'm definitely gonna watch that in theaters i hope it's not a 28 weeks later situation where it's oh, just yeah such a significant drop in quality the best part about 28 weeks later though is that first like five-minute scene in the movie, it's terrifying. It is so amazing, and then it just slowly... It, the issue with it is, like, oh, the military... The American military is here. Like, it, it goes down that line again, and I'm just like, ugh. Like, oh, it went back to America, and you're you like, nah, I don't want to see this. Like, like I don't know. Because the in 28 Days Later, they bring in, like, the military, but it's, it's done in such a unique and cool way. And again, just that, like, British sort of UK atmosphere... It makes it, it It's
0: a different culture.
1: Yeah, it makes it more interesting. And I don't know. That, that that first movie directed by Danny Boyle, it's
0: fantastic. It's Danny Boyle is amazing. Yeah. Everything he directs is also incredible. So I think You ever watch Sunshine? That helps. Killian Murphy in it as well?
1: He's a main no, character. I think it's really Sunshine good.
0: though. I really enjoy it. It's Danny Boyle too. Yeah yeah that's why i brought it up because we
1: were talking about danny boyle K- and kelly murphy that yeah. worked out
0: i've yeah. seen a lot of danny Mo- boyle movies but that one i have not actually is that pre nineteen? no no it's not, no, it's not. It's 1990s right yeah. i think
1: so or early 2000s but uh that that's a great flick it's a super unique like sort of um space movie chris evans is in it as well i'm pretty sure if i recall correctly
0: yeah it's not even the 1990s that's way way it's more 2000s, recent than that it? it's 2007 yeah 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 the soundtrack in it From what I know in Sunshine is really good and there's a specific song in that actually that gets used for absolutely everything yes it was actually used in The Walking Dead season Mm -hmm. one Uh, I actually really liked The Walking Dead season one actually and that that also created by a fantastic filmmaker in Frank Darabont Mm -hmm. who is the director of some what some regard the best movie of all time the Shawshank Redemption and I really liked his style and it's one of the reasons I actually wanted to watch The Walking Dead in the first place I wasn't into zombies I just wasn't, and now I've. I feel like the, the market's kind of, well, it became flooded. It became more flooded, at least at that time, like after that year, the years after Walking Dead at season one and two, in which there was a bunch of other zombie properties as well, like I Zombie. There was another zombie um, show that was more
1: campy. There, World War Z, the, the movie starring Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like Planet Z or. It something wasn't good Z. though. Uh, it, it was. was I watched, mediocre. I think I watched the first season, and it was it was mediocre at best. It was campy though. It was self aware. It was it aired on Sci-Fi. Yeah. Um, there's another one that came out. I think that may have been actually before. It's like a mini series, a British zombie series called Dead Set which oh. is really awesome, actually. I highly recommend it. It's miniseries, cool. I think, six episodes. Yeah. The premise is it's like a Big Brother household, and it's like a bunch of people living there, like oh, Big I Brother. Yeah, and yeah. the zombie apocalypse happens on the oh, outside no of it, and they don't realize it. And oh, then it crazy. just kind of escalates from there. That one's funny, as well as really just, like, it's gory, and uh, it's really, really, really great watch. Deadset. I highly, highly recommend it. I Come went on, then. like, a British uh, TV show, Kick, like, many years ago, because I watched Misfits, and I was like, man, this is fantastic. And then I watched Skins... Right, and I watched a bunch of other like British TV. Luther. Luther, I watched. Great show. Yeah, I, know. I actually yeah, never got a...
0: back into the fourth season. Me neither. Me neither. I should
1: do that. Sherlock as well.
0: I got into at, around that time. Yeah, Sherlock is awesome. Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin mm-hmm. Freeman. What a good combination of actors. Those guys yeah, are I know. amazing. But yeah, to go back just briefly, to The Walking Dead. Frank Darabont really got either screwed over or there was a lot of controversy in general with after that first season because he was ousted like hard. They still kind of followed in some ways the the way the visual style that he designed the show to be though which is interesting even though they ousted him it'd be nice or be kind of interesting to be a fly on the wall and to see what exactly went on to cause him to be to be ousted but his name is still if i'm not mistaken on the original walking dead amc show Still on that on the marquee, like, yeah. That he's wait. created by, created by, Frank yeah. And their, in their yeah. theme, titling <laughs> sequence, <laughs> he still it still says, says created by Frank Darabont. Yeah. But uh, yes, let's move on to number two. Oh. According to website Deadline, Hannibal actor Mads Mikkelsen. Is it Mickelson? Can we find out? Can we, for once and for all, just find out the freaking name? <laughs> why do we wait? Why do we guess this guy's name every time? we ever say it it's so ridiculous this has been like seven years at least since Hannibal came out let's get this guy's name correct oh my god
1: with powerhouse performances by Mads Mickelson and Hugh Dancy a
0: cat and mouse psychodrama who is, is, is that Hannibal guy who Graham. is that guy and what is his reputation I don't know if I trust him so
1: with Hannibal packaging up Brian Fuller with Lawrence uh, Fishburn,
0: uh, Mads Mickelson. Kate Blanchett and Ragnarok as I mentioned Mads Mickelson and Doctor Strange And with Christian Bale already having played a comic book hero Over at the Distinguished Company That was a few people They were yeah. all calling him Mikkelsen So his name is Mickelson here Let's start over According to website deadline Hannibal actor Mads Mickelson. Is in talks to play the now vacant role of Grindelwald in the third film in the Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter spin-off film series. As of last week, Warner Brothers removed actor Johnny Depp from his role due to the controversy surrounding him and his highly publicized legal battle with his ex-wife Amber Heard. Mickelson is well known for his roles in James Bond film Casino Royale, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, and Marvel's Doctor Strange. He has most recently received critical acclaim for his role in the 2020 indie film Another Round. The third Fantastic Beasts film is currently set for release on July 15th, 2022. Adrian, this news, what say you? I'm
1: done talking about the Johnny Depp situation. Oh, yeah, so. we're just going to talk about Mads,
0: for sure. If you were going to
1: replace Johnny Depp with someone, this is a good choice.
0: What an interesting choice, though.
1: I really like Mads Mikkelsen.
0: Mikkelsen? He's cool and is everything.
1: It, is it Mikkelsen or Mikkelsen? <laughs> <laughs> this is a new tenant. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Mickelson. Mickelson. McCallison. We're going to go with
0: Mickelson based on whatever. What were you watching there so we can give them a little credit? Hmm? What were you just listening to? We just heard. Uh, I just Googled
1: I how do you pronounce Mads Mickelson and Mickelson. And, and someone just the first
0: compiled one. a bunch of clips together. Yeah, it the first show? one. Oh, okay, cool. No. All right. So Mads
1: Mickelson, yeah.
0: Mads Mickelson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mickelson. I agree.
0: You know what's weird, though, is that some actors' names, when people are pronouncing them in the industry, they're actually just wrong. Like Jake Guylenhall. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And people call him Dylan Hall for some reason. It just caught. And he's like, ah, I don't care. That's why I, <laughs> I think he was on Colbert and, and they, he asked him, like, Your name I heard is actually Gyllenhaal. And he's, and he's like, Yeah, but people call me Dylan Hall. I, I don't care. Yeah, at that point it just becomes what it is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But cool,
1: cool uh, actor choice. Yeah. He's been I in a love- lot
0: of things, always in the background. He's not often. Not at the often. forefront other but than in Hannibal in Hannibal that would be an exception
1: yeah and he, yeah. I mean like he's in arguably the best Star Wars movie you can make an argument that Rogue One's the best it is really good I love Rogue One so much you could, you could honestly make an argument for that movie being the best one and yeah he, he's in it he plays a really awesome role and really fleshes out that well just A New Hope it literally retroactively makes A New Hope a better movie which is unbelievable that movie I, I'm, I'm not talking about the actor I'm talking about the movie of Rogue One I don't want to go too deep into Star Wars but damn it so is, great. If it, only Rise of awesome. Skywalker was as good. And we talked previously... Classic, classic bashing of the Star Wars. We've got to bring that in. Yeah, up Rise one, of Skywalker.
0: Episode. I don't think we brought up Rise of Skywalker last episode. That's Did ridiculous. You? I know, it's unre- unreal. But Rogue One, I agree completely. And I, again, we talked about a couple episodes back that uh, Gareth Edwards, the director, like apparently didn't have reins on the movie. And then they brought Tony Gilroy in to make it better. I wonder, I still wonder, what the movie would have been like if it was just the, the original... Yeah, I'm curious. Release. Like they're like, ah, it's kind of bad, but whatever, we're gonna release it. Disney's cool with Star Wars Being except bad? for Rise yeah, of Skywalker. Yeah, I agree. Except with for Rise of Skywalker, they've pretty much had a good track record of not releasing any garbage. Kind of like Marvel, actually. What yeah. name a bad Marvel movie? There's like, Thor, bad, the Dark bad. Thor. Oh, yeah, really it's really bad. bad though. That's not a bad one. Like like uh Ghost Rider bad with uh with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Did you ever watch Ghost Rider? Mm. Maybe when I was
1: younger, not I don't sure. know if I watched not a fan at all. Of that movie. I know I, I definitely did. I definitely did. Yeah, I
0: definitely did. Yeah,
1: not a fan. Anyways, on the topic of Mads Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen. Are you sure?
0: We uh, just went over this,
1: uh, but yeah, he's a great actor. I love Hannibal. I love that TV show. That's where I first saw this guy, and he's a fantastic a- actor. I met him at Fan Expo in oh, Toronto. Oh, cool. I forgot you met him, which was
0: really awesome.
1: That's neat. Uh, spoke to him a bit. Just uh, told him like how much I loved him in the role as Hannibal, and. He's a, he was a very nice guy. He was obviously in the PlayStation uh, game Death Stranding. He was, which yeah. Which I absolutely adore. One of my favorite games of last year. What a neat game! The, it's the so mocap
0: cool. like of all those really well regarded actors in general.
1: It looks so great. I'm Margaret Qualley. I hope they do a, um,
0: to go back to Walking Dead briefly. Yeah, I hope they do a PS5 update for
1: your sake. Maybe I'll jump back in and try to get the platinum. If, if they, they do.
0: do, if they do a PS5 update. For that game to make it look better, I will definitely be playing it yeah as soon as they do that, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh and again, like he's just really great. I, I watched Casino Royale, the only James Bond movie I ever watched, and he has a great role in that as he well. He does, yeah. He's super cool. He's just this cool actor that like demands attention when he's on screen. Like anytime he's in there and he plays these like he just looks like a villain. You know what I mean? Like he can act like a villain and he really does a great job but in a in rogue in a, one is not a, a villain. Yeah, exactly.
0: He's not one. He can do um, he can do a great job not or as one. Yeah, Although exactly. Although Grindelwald in this case, pretty terrible. Yeah, he's a bad bloke. Terrible dude. And he's um, gonna do he's gonna rock this.
1: I dude, I agree completely. And there's a there's a level of like charm that Mads McElson brings to all of his roles. Oh boy. Because when you're watching him, like in Hannibal I think is the best example is you know he's a bad guy but you love Hannibal like as a character you like watching him because just how he acts and talks to people he's this charming dude who is very likable while he's killing and eating human beings and it's it's yeah it's fun it, he
0: makes you forget that he is a bad guy in some of the, his roles I haven't um, watched much of Dexter, but isn't that kind of the line of Dexter in that it's a TV series in which you're asked to go on this journey with Dexter, but you're, he's kind of a guy that you can somehow relate to, even though he's a serial, a serial killer. Yeah, I, He's also a serial killer of serial killers. Yeah, he kills bad people. So
1: yeah, there's that whole thing going for him in the Dexter thing. Right. But yeah, I'm excited for this. It's uh, If you were going to replace Johnny Depp with someone, I think Mads Mikkelsen is a great option. You just... He just knows his stuff. I love everything that he's in. There's a... Like, I know he's in this movie that's coming out soon, or that has come out. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, where he play Like, it's a Danish movie, and he plays, like, this alcoholic... Yeah, um, it was
0: mentioned in the news. Oh, did you mention it? He <sighs> never listened to me. No, I don't. <laughs> Adrian, come on, oh, man. Yeah, it's called yeah. another, another Round. Another Round, yeah. I'm actually kind of curious to watch that movie. I want to watch that as it well. It could win something at the Academy Awards, maybe. It's possible. It would be interesting to check it out. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it it will be interesting for sure.
1: Yeah, he was also in this movie that one of our mutual friends really loves. About like him being, uh, he's like a teacher. I think it's called The Hunt, and he's like a teacher. Yeah, I, think I it's did accused see of that in pedophilia, the Pedophilia. I looked at his like Being a teacher. pedophile, and it's like him trying to like fight to let people know that he's not a pedophile. Like that's apparently a fantastic movie. Oh, uh, he was in that Netflix original movie Polar, which apparently was not great, but it's like fun. Like he's just just intense amount of gore and action and stuff okay
0: interesting yeah I don't know
1: good for him I'm glad to see Mads Mikkelsen being in more things and uh I'm happy to see him
0: in this role I guess me too I'm disappointed about
1: the circumstances in which he is getting the role but yeah
0: it would have been kind of cool I guess if he was cast initially in it so we didn't have to see Johnny Depp lose it but yeah, one thing I actually had a just I was gonna pose this question to you and the audience that like perhaps Fantastic Beasts and the Fantastic Beasts series. Do you think that perhaps I think that Mads Mikkelsen is a really good choice, actually, by the way, and the director of the Fantastic Beasts series so far, David Yates, who
1: also yeah. directed um, the last like Deathly two Hallows, Deathly Hallows
0: two. movies. David Yates, his name obviously slipped my mind, but David Yates specifically really is a fan. Of Mads Mikkelsen yeah yeah so that, that's why he tried to pursue him for this role keep in mind that we did say he's in talks so it might not go through but it probably arguably will just based upon the sources that have this info or that reported on this info like deadline my question was though despite the fact that Mads Mikkelsen is such a great actor and probably gonna knock this role out of the park do you think there's a chance that they'll actually recast it for the rest of the movies Based on the fact that Johnny Depp was ousted and they're already replacing the actor, do you think there's a chance... There's also another reason I'm suggesting this. That that they would bring back Johnny Depp? No, no, no. They're going to recast him again as a completely different actor to another actor in the fourth film. Do you think that there's a chance that that might happen? I'm just going to pose that question to the ether. I'm thinking more on the lines of, in a way, I know this is kind of off the path of Harry Potter, but... The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, a Terry Gilliam movie. When Heath Ledger passed away, he couldn't complete the shooting of the, mo- of the film. And so instead of recasting him as one person, they had actually cast all his real-world s- scenes, actually. All his real-world s- world scenes were actually Heath Ledger. Yeah. But when he goes into the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus... It's a bunch of different actors. Yes. And they choose some all-star actors. Johnny Depp, as an example. That's also why I thought of this. Johnny Depp was one of them, that he plays Heath Ledger in the Imaginarium. Also, Colin Farrell, as well, uh, played Heath Ledger in the Imaginarium, and Jude Law. All of these actors
1: are in the the Fantastic Beasts-verse.
0: Yeah, which is really interesting. And so, I, 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 this is a weird coincidence, but the concept of these actors playing another actor when going into the Imaginarium is kind of interesting. Obviously, there's no... I, I don't I, I, I don't know. I actually, I haven't watched either of the movies, either of the Fantastic Beasts movies yet. And I feel like I should just do that because we just keep having these stories pop up. Yeah. And I don't have the maybe the knowledge to, to pursue it as much as you do. Uh, but the concept of him being played by Grindelwald, being played by another actor over and over again... Kind of is an interesting concept. I'm interested to see if that is what their plan is. I have a feeling not because, again, David Yates was talking so highly of, about Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah.
1: But we'll see. Well, it's not the first time that a character's been recast in the Harry Potter like series and stuff. I don't know if I mentioned it, but like Crab. Albus
0: Dumbledore. Well, the, oh yeah, it was, was the most uh, significant because the actor passed away. Passed away after Richard uh, Harris, who honestly did an incredible job as Dumbledore. Yeah, the
1: the one the one thing I want to mention about the Harry Potter series, not to <laughs> talk about movies that are like super or fairly old at this point, but the when they bring in the new actor for Dumbledore, it he seems like a very different character, and I hope they don't. Do that in the Fantastic Beasts. Way. He just keeps
0: swip, swapping the way he acts. Yeah,
1: which would, like I, I. By the way,
0: uh so I love Richard Harris. He was great, and people I think had a little bit of a backlash when Michael Gambon came in to play Dumbledore again. He, I he love played, Michael Gambon.
1: He's great, but he plays a different Dumbledore. Like he's very different. Like from he, he from, is from, from from episode two to episode three. You know what it is? It's also, just not an- as, it's it's very noticeable that they change like how Dumbledore acts and everything. Uh, when this happens really like this,
0: I feel like the reasoning behind doing that way, where you you take an actor, you're replacing an actor who's passed away, and you cast an, an actor in the role that doesn't necessarily look like him. Well,
1: Crab is the perfect example in uh, Deathly Hollows, I think, part one. He gets recast because the actor that played him originally got arrested because he was part of a riot or something like that. Oh, crazy. And they recast him with a, like, Crab is a white kid, like this chunky white kid. Yeah. And they recast him with, like, a slimmer, like, black man. What? black, Black kid. So that literally, like...
0: What a strange choice. Yeah.
1: You didn't notice that? Yeah. It's a I've little...
0: forgotten. It's been so many years since yeah. I've watched that the house. So uh,
1: I remember watching it. And I'm like, oh, like it's weird. But I guess... That's like, a I mean,
0: strange choice I wouldn't have done. Yeah. like it just Maybe it, just cast him as a black guy in the first place. That would have been the solution.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it was weird. It was
0: like weird. Like when you introduce other characters that we haven't seen before, you can introduce... I know you're maybe going for d- diversity. That's great. But just cast a character that we thought was white as a... You know what I mean? As a black guy. a black, a black actor in the, in the character that we thought was white from the book.
1: Well... Uh... That, I mean, I don't know. Like you're already that deep into it. Like no, no, I, but no, I don't they, think keep, they... You know, they
0: introduce new characters all the way through the entire series. Yeah, I know, but Crab is in it from the beginning. Exactly. Don't do that. That's just silly. Yeah, I don't think they expected to have to recast him, though. But just cast him as a guy who kind of looks similar. I, yeah. I just That's a weird one. It definitely takes I was, you out of my, it. You just completely broke my point. My point was, when an actor passed away like Richard Harris, who's awesome, they recast him as Michael Gambon, who acts differently, maybe in honor of Richard Harris. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, that is exactly kind of what they did. They cast some pretty great A actors in Colin Farrell, Jude Law, Johnny Depp to play what Heath Ledger was in a different also in a different realm in the Imaginarium but it's almost in honor of who Heath Ledger was. It was like a celebration of his life I felt like when I watched that movie. So I was kind of impressed with that concept because again he passed away. Can you really fill his shoes with just anybody? And the answer for Terry Gilliam seemed to be no. I'm not sure if there was any angle like that when he was alive that he was planning on, on, on having him look different in the Imaginarium. I'm fairly certain he didn't. And so that, I think it was more of an honor of his life more than anything. Michael Gambon, in my mind, was cast, played him differently. All good. Can you really beat Richard Harris's Dumbledore? Or should you just try and do it in a different way? But the crab thing completely is not (laughs) that way. So I I don't know. That's what I figured when when they cast Michael Gambon, playing him differently. I felt like that too. And I was like, ah, I get it. But Richard Harris is so different. Are you trying to cast an actor to look like Richard Harris and play Richard Harris for the next six films? No, no, that's what I felt. My line. What?
1: No is my line. No,
0: the word "no" is your line. That's my line. The podcast. Yeah. Alrighty then. Another rule that Mads Mikkelsen did a phenomenal job in, actually, as the villain in Doctor Strange. And speaking of Marvel, number three, as Variety reports, Guardians of the Galaxy actor Chris Pratt has officially been cast in Marvel's fourth Thor film, Thor: Love and Thunder. It had been rumored since the final scenes in Avengers Endgame that various members of the Guardians of the Galaxy might play some kind of role in the fourth iteration of the Thor film series. Thor: Love and Thunder is set to be directed by Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi. We can also expect original Thor actor Chris Hemsworth to reprise his role as Thor, actress Natalie Portman to reprise her role as Jane Foster, and actress Tessa Thompson to return as Valkyrie. Christian Bale is also apparently rumored to be playing the unnamed villain of the story when the movie begins production in January of 2021. Adrian, Thor News. This
1: is awesome. Thor 4, The Fourth Thor is a movie I'm incredibly excited for. up to be great. I love Taika as a director, and again, Thor Ragnarok is arguably my favorite, like Marvel movie, alongside like Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, it's just so unique and hilarious and incredibly well done. And I was a little bit worried with how Endgame ends. I don't know if we can talk too deep about spoilers, but long story short, uh, Thor goes off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's on
0: Star lord ship at the end of the movie.
1: And I was worried that with Thor for the fourth Thor coming out before Guardians 3 the third Guardians movie
0: but Thor the Thor (laughs) the
1: Guardians As Guardians of the Galaxy movie As the As Guardians of the Galaxy it was kind that like plot element of you know these characters being together was just going to be kind of swept under the rug like it was like oh you know they kicked me off the ship and it's like like <laughs> line passing. maybe a
0: quick shot of him just being like ejected
1: yeah or something like that which i think would have been a funny bit but it would have been a missed opportunity because i want to see thor interacting with those characters characters because otherwise on, like
0: before. why did you even have him go on the ship at all yeah
1: and i think well the original plan was i think guardians three the third guardians movie was supposed to come out before thor four the fourth thor that would have made sense and obviously, with the James Gunn situation, that got pushed back. So, Thor 4, the 4th Thor, is now coming out the 4, Guardians 3.
0: You're missing the Bathora opportunities here, <laughs> and I'm disappointed in you. But continue.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited for this. I I loved. I think Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt play off each other incredibly well. They have really good chemistry on screen, and they did a great job. The two Chris's, yeah. The Chris squared baby. They uh, had really good chemistry in Infinity War and in Endgame. So I want to see this. I'm really excited for this. This is probably the Marvel property I am most excited for because I just think they're gonna knock it out of the park again, and it's it's going to be a really fun hilarious movie and the more and more i hear about this the more interested in it i am becoming now when they announced that christian bale was gonna be a part of it as the villain I was like oh my goodness Christian fucking Bale Christian like, Bale coming like, to Marvel which is so cool and you know them bringing back Natalie Portman which I thought was gonna be a cool like it's nice it, it,
0: it brings it all back she seemed pretty bitter on this whole franchise she did she couldn't even she wasn't even I think they showed her picture in Avengers yeah but they, it didn't look like she was gonna be in
1: anything else no because they have that line in uh, Age of Ultron where Thor talks about breaking up with uh is it is it in Age of Ultron oh no he's he talk- breaks
0: up in Ragnarok uh, well there's he one... also
1: brings her up in Age of Ultron like he's like talking highly her. like oh yeah she couldn't come because she's like doing this and right yeah 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 uh, so there's that but then yeah he like brings up how he broke up with or they broke up uh, in Ragnarok which uh, it was funny it's like a funny scene but it's kind of like oh, well, you man, know what's bad. happened yeah
0: weird because... thing again Taika Waititi. they made the Thor Ragnarok movie and then suddenly she rumor is that she she realized how the Thor franchise apart from the Marvel franchise has kind of turned itself around because it's taken a completely different angle. Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi, they lightened up that series completely different from what was brought to the... Yeah, Thor the First were Thor. Was brought to the Thor. Was brought to the Thor with... The, the Thorfront? The second... <laughs> it was brought to the Thor front with the, sec, Thor, the second Thor. Uh, Thor the Dark the Thor. The worst possible Thor. the
1: Thor the Dark Thor is what, what, what we what
0: Thor the it. Dark Thor, the worst possible <laughs>
1: Thor. 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 Uh. <laughs> saying Thor this much is actually like it's you know when you say a word so much it starts to lose its meaning yes it does um, it's getting there for me yeah but I, I'm very stuck for Thor the fourth Thor four the fourth Thor I think it's gonna be a awesome movie I agree yeah I'm curious if they're gonna bring in any of the other Guardians like do you think they're gonna do that at all you think they're gonna have like they crew? might like
0: this might be an early announcement maybe we jump the gun we could have announced them all at once yeah it could be like Zoe Saldana comes back we got Dave Bautista as Drax yeah,
1: like, uh, I, I'd i like to see it. At the very least, like, show them in it. Like, maybe a small cameo at the beginning and then, you know, Thor and Star-Lord go off on, like, a little adventure together. Um, I
0: do like the relationship between Thor and Rocket.
1: Yeah, that was, they were awesome together. Like, Rabbit. Rabbit. I read this crazy theory. Uh, oh, great. This is, so this is, this one actually is interesting. I, I, I'm not going to do this justice. This is, I read it on Reddit. It's about why Thor calls Rocket a rabbit instead of a raccoon. It's because the last time he was on Earth, and he was probably in, like, Norway and stuff like that, there weren't any raccoons there. So Thor, realistically, probably has never seen a raccoon in his life. So that's why he just calls Rocket a rabbit, because it's the closest thing that he can, like, relate it to. Because Thor doesn't have any knowledge of actual raccoons. He was on
0: Earth for a while with Jane Foster. You'd think he'd be, I mean, a little bit more eventually climatized to
1: the environment well yeah right? especially if you're living in you know like u.s sort of like suburbs yeah, what or whatever probably rakens like, breaking into garbages and stuff like that right goddamn huh. rakens.
0: interesting an interesting theory
1: yeah i'm all in on uh thor 4, the fourth thor and uh said uh, yeah like uh, when is this coming out are we gonna see this when it when it is set for is covid gonna ruin anything else
0: for us I don't know what it's going to it's gonna ruin. Anyways, we'll, well I guess, find out. Is that it for Thor 4 the 4th Thor? Yes. Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, as website The Verge has reported, Disney has moved the premiere date of the Disney plus Marvel TV series WandaVision to next year. The first episode is set to air on January 15th, 2021. I guess we
1: were both wrong in our predictions. Quick aside... There were things that came out about this show that part if not all of the show is filmed in front of a live TV audience. Yeah, studio audience. Yeah. What? So cool, man. The sitcom. It, yeah, it makes
0: me even more excited for it. Pretty neat. Number two. As Variety reports, the Colin Trevorrow directed Jurassic World Dominion, officially wrapped production last week after many delays and various safety precaution implementations in response to the coronavirus pandemic.
1: I'm all in for this one, baby. You guys all know how much I love the Jurassic Park series, the Jurassic World series. I just want to see some dinosaurs killing people. I love it. Apparently, Jurassic World Camp Crustacean, the Netflix animated series, is pretty damn good too.
0: Let's hear your raptor. Oh, <laughs> Oh! Oh! (laughs) Number three, according to the publication The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix has renewed the TV series The Umbrella Academy for a third season that will start production in February.
1: Cool. One thing I failed to mention, I actually started uh, watching the first season again because I watched the first five episodes earlier this year, like back in August. I watched the next like three episodes. Pretty good. I'm going to keep on watching it.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Number four, as reported by Variety, director Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Director Maggie Gyllenhaal's new- Gyllenhaal. As reported by Variety, director Maggie Gyllenhaal's new movie, The Lost Daughter, has officially completed production in Greece and will apparently star a history of violence actor, Ed Harris. Gyllenhaal. Number 5. According to Deadline, director Michael Bay's next film will be called Ambulance, will star Nightcrawler star Jake Gyllenhaal, and is planned to start shooting in January.
1: Gyllenhaal.
0: Number 6. As reported by website Collider, the social network director David Fincher has just signed a four-year exclusivity deal with Netflix. His next film, Mank, launches on Netflix on December fourth.
1: Guylin Hall.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is a long deal. Number seven, as reported by Deadline, HBO's adaptation of the Stephen King novel The Outsider, starring Jason Bateman and Ben Mendelsohn, has been canceled after one season.
1: I thought that was just a miniseries. I don't believe so. I
0: guess it is now. Number eight. As Variety reports, a Darkwing Duck reboot is in development at streaming service Disney Plus, and it's set to be executive produced by American Pickle producers Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. <laughs> You're, you just chose that to fuck with me. You just chose that property to
1: fuck with me specifically. You're... <laughs> oh, you. What, Darkwing Duck? No, American Pickle, not a good movie
0: nonsense. Number nine. As reported by Variety, Netflix has renewed the Steve Carell and John Malkovich starring TV comedy series Space Force for a second season. Still haven't watched the first season. Number ten. As Variety reports, the previously announced but currently untitled spy TV series starring Arnold Schwarzenegger has officially been scooped up by and will be developed by Netflix. Wow. That's cool, I guess
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger He is best known for his role in
0: The Governor of California
1: No, Maggie You never watch that movie, Maggie? He plays the dad of this girl in a zombie apocalypse
0: Sure, he's definitely not most known for that no, role his, though No, he's
1: best known for that role, I guarantee it Okay.
0: And a bonus, number 11. What? As reported by Variety, Crazy Rich Asians director John M. Chu has been hired on by Disney to direct a live action adaptation of the 2002 animated feature Lilo & Stitch. This, this is a bonus. This, this, this popped just before
1: recording. And I appreciate you adding this into the montage because damn, if this isn't the, the live action movie I'm going to be the most excited for, then I don't know what what the best live-action movie I'm going to be most excited for is, because I love Lulu and Stitch. That movie is amazing. It's actually fantastic. I loved the series that took place after. I used to watch it all the time, and it was like a Monster of the Week-type show. The show is so great. I love Lulu and Stitch. It's so good. It's so heartfelt. It's funny. Lulu and Stitch is arguably the best Disney movie post-2000. I would make that argument. It is so... Great, I love Lilo & Stitch. I watched it a few years ago, again, just randomly. I was hanging out with one of my friends. We were, I think we like woke up uh, from a party the night before and we were hung over and we were going to a party later on that evening. So we were just kind of sitting in my basement. We put on the Lilo & Stitch movie and like, you know, it's like we finished it off and we're like both kind of crying a little bit. And it's like, man, Lilo & Stitch, so great. It's still so great. I love that movie. I could, I could watch Lilo & Stitch every day for the rest of my life. It's so good. It's so good. I um, love Lilo and Stitch.
0: And that concludes the montage. That was... I'll let you have it. That was close, no? No. And that concludes the montage. Never do that again, okay? I don't know what they're saying. That's not it. I'm, I'm this actually, sounds like you have a speech impediment. <laughs> no, I, I don't even have it anymore. I had it before. You just kept talking for four hours. <laughs> I don't know the thin No, it's... No, it is like that. No, that's... Use you know that speech impediment, man. <laughs> you try it.
1: No, I'm not going to try because I know Sticks. I can't do it. No, and
0: I not... don't... I don't
1: think... Unlike, unlike, think... unlike my raptor noise, St- I can't do a stitch...
0: I had it before, though. Little, little and... Oh, there it is. And that concludes the manta I don't think that's right. Aetherian.
1: Are you done? Uh-huh. I'm not touching you. Just, touch me.
0: Just touch me. Oh, there it is. Touching oh, now I got it. And that concludes the montage That's right, no? And that concludes the montage It's fine Anyways, I got new releases
1: for you You didn't like the impression? No See, I told you that's my line I told you that's my line at, at the beginning of this, at la-
0: The at word the, no is your line It's my line, man
1: How? Stop trying to take my line How my Anyways, I got new releases for you That's your line and no. Actually, it's not even your line. It is. My, it's Ice-T's line. It's Ice-T's line. Does he say, I got new releases for you once that guy says that he's not gay? And he's like, I'm not gay. Yeah, you know what's weird about I have sex with this? women and relationship. No, I have relationships <laughs> with women and sex with men. And then Ice-T I comes out and he's like, well, I got news, new releases for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sure. You know what's weird about this is at this point, it's good that you gave it context because I, I bet you there's a bunch of people who are listening to this podcast that have no idea what you're talking about when you say, I've got new releases i got you. new releases for you. But yeah, what are the new releases, Adrian? What are the new releases this week? I'm so curious. Tell me. So this is for the week of November
1: the 16th to November the 22nd. Oh I'm so excited to tell you all about this. Well, tell
0: me. I want to know.
1: So the first movie that's coming out is on November the 17th it's a movie called Dreamland and this was confirmed by the Apple TV app. I forget why I knew this was coming, but I knew it was coming and I don't have a second source, but I know for sure that it is coming. It's a video on demand, probably the trailer. I watched the trailer a while back. It's a video on demand, you can just rent it off Apple TV or pre-order it or whatever. This is actually starring Margot Robbie.
0: Yes indeed. And she plays this bank
1: robber and you know she's it's during the Great Depression times, so like like a few months ago. right yeah (laughs) yeah right now yeah (laughs) or hasn't quite
0: happened yet but close
1: we're getting there baby and you know she's like on the run from the law and she meets like this teen bounty hunter that has to kind of like choose whether or not he should help her or hand her in kind of goes from there it looks really good it's uh, fairly well-rated right now on Rotten Tomatoes at 83%. I don't know how many reviews, Ooh. but it looks good. It looks good. This is a movie I'm actually quite uh, interested in seeing. I really love Margot Robbie as an actress, and she does such a fantastic job in everything she's in. After I watched *I Tanya*, I was like, "Man, this like she is phenomenal. An amazing actress."
0: Indeed, but yeah, indeed.
1: So the next movie that is coming out—it's uh, on November the nineteenth. This is a movie called The Christmas Switch, Switched Again. It's a Netflix original movie. It's oh, okay. a sequel to the movie with two Vanessa Hudgens, but this one has three Vanessa Hudgens. Huh? Right? How does that work? I don't know. What, how is there a switch? What's the switch happening? I don't remember. Do they switch bodies? I don't think so. I like think it's just Freaky? three lookalikes.
0: Freaky Friday? No. But no. They're just
1: lookalikes. They're all look there They're all played by Vanessa Hudgens.
0: Oh, it's like a switch to, like, Parent Trap?
1: Maybe. I never watched the movie, man. I I haven't seen it. I've... You're
0: giving me no perspective on this. I,
1: I... It's probably going to be shite. Can't believe you. Go on. All right. These next movies, all of them, are all coming out November the 20th. Okay? All of the rest of these movies. Understood. November the 20th. Excellent. We got If Anything Happens, I Love You. This is a Netflix original movie. It's an animated movie, actually. It's about parents grieving the loss of their child who died in a school shooting. Oh, boy. Does not look like a fun time. Does not look like a fun time at all. Next could be movie. a good movie, though. Yeah, yeah probably. But <laughs> yeah. fun,
0: the, maybe fun isn't the best word you'd yeah, describe it's a movie
1: It's a cool art style. Really cool art style. But I don't know if I want to watch that. Just not something I'm in the mood for, man. This is fair. Uh, the next movie that's coming out is another Netflix original film, actually. Quite a few Netflix original stuff coming out in the uh, weeks to come, oddly enough. It's a movie called Alien XMIS. Ooh. It's about this young elf who finds a little alien, and it assumes that this alien's a toy. But in reality, this alien is on Earth to destroy Earth and to steal everyone's presents. What? Yeah.
0: Did you, you make that up? No, I did not make that up. That's actually the premise. It's just called Alien Christmas, that's it. Xmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like the Grinch but the alien is the Grinch
1: and he wants to destroy the world.
0: And he also wants to destroy. Well, I think that would destroy Christmas when you think. That would kind of do both.
1: Yeah, I wonder like does he want to steal the presents first and then destroy the world or is he going to destroy the world and just collect all the presents that are floating in the in space?
0: First he wants to destroy children's hopes and dreams and then murder everybody. Afterwards. Yeah. So that know? they know they have to be conscious of the fact that the, their children were Sad before you know me
1: and this alien pretty similar people. Oh boy! Uh, next movie that's coming out is a movie called Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Oh! Can music, magic, and memories melt the cold heart of a woman who ruins Christmas cheer? What? Question mark. Dolly uh,
0: Parton ruins Christmas cheer? I don't know. Isn't Dolly Parton dead? No.
1: Oh. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't know why I thought she was dead. She's not dead. Uh, fun fact: Dolly Parton is the aunt of Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, in the show Hannah Montana. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah. That's the second week in a row that Hannah Montana, Montana came up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hannah Montana. Sorry. I think. <laughs> Was it the week before?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not Hannah Montana, but Miley Cyrus does a cover of a Dolly Parton song. I forget which song. It's fantastic, though. Miley Cyrus is an amazing singer. It's fantastic. Went off the deep end for a little bit there. Released some awful music for a brief period but her her stuff is quite great party in the usa baby straight up not a party in the usa recently but you know what i mean yes i do know what you mean the next movie that is coming out is a movie called vanguard this was confirmed by oh yeah by the way dolly parton's christmas on the square is a netflix movie i don't think i mentioned that netflix original as well again a bunch of netflix movies next movie that's coming out is a movie called vanguard this is confirmed by movie insider and the cineplex app and trailer. This is coming to theaters. It's Jackie Chan starring in a like Chinese action movie. Like Ooh. it's like Chinese director and everything. I assume funded by China, etc. That takes place like in multiple countries around the world. There is a lion in the trailer. Wow! If that doesn't sound good, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Good yeah. action. Yeah, yeah. I Jackie really
0: watch Chan it. has he been in a lot of American movies lately?
1: No, the last one I can remember is The Foreigner. Which we actually watched in theaters. Then he was also in one with uh, Stevo, like the guy Stevo from like Jack. No, sorry, Johnny Knoxville in some sort of movie. I don't know what that was. If that came out before or after, I don't think it was great though. Anyways, next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Last Vermeer. This confirmed again by the Cineplex app and the trailer. It's coming to theaters. This is about a Dutch artist who is being investigated after World War II for conspiring with the Nazis. Mm. Did, is he conspiring? Who knows? He's just an artist. Interesting. Guy Pierce is in that one. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Next movie that is coming out is a movie called Run. This movie looks great. It's confirmed by Movie Insider and Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu. You know what that means for us Canadians?
0: We can't get it.
1: Yes. We great. cannot get it. You can't rent it. We can't get it here. It's bullshit. Awesome. Because this movie looks awesome. The oh. trailer looks incredibly creepy. I think it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now with 16 reviews which is stellar. Sarah Paulson plays uh, one of the main characters. She plays a mother that's, like, super overbearing to this young woman. uh, And she, like, raised her kid pretty much in, like, total isolation. Oh. Uh, And then the kid, you know, wants to escape. Like, she wants to get out. She wants to see the world. And obviously... Sarah Paulson doesn't want that to happen. Oh no! But yeah, it looks really, really good, and I'm very disappointed um, that we're not getting this. I remember seeing the trailer for this like maybe not a year ago, but a long time ago, and being like, "Man, this looks awesome!" And then uh, I guess within that time, Hulu maybe bought the rights for it, and why we're is not that getting such it. a problem? Disney owns silly. most
0: of Hulu, as we've discussed in our previous episodes. Why wouldn't they just let it be? You know, license it out just like they did for Palm Springs.
1: Yeah, but again, even Palm Springs, like we didn't hear about that for many...
0: Why does it take this long, though? Just license the I content out so that other places, other markets can get it. Because even to Disney's credit, Disney Plus is available in almost every market that they can get into. Like, it was yeah. at launch, too. It's not like they had huge rollouts. Well, I, I think, actually, there was a little bit of a gap between other countries. Yeah, like,
1: like the UK and
0: stuff but got it like, But US and us, many, we got it right away. Many. Why are we delayed now? Why can't we even... Or just even just introduce Hulu here. If you need Hulu in this market, introduce the streaming service. I, I'm just confused. When you look it up, actually, I think we... I threw shade at Hulu, but they actually have some great content, and The Handmaid's Tale is an example. It's really well regarded. And, yeah, which is... On Crave here in Canada. Yeah, which at least they allow yeah. that to be on Crave. So, again, just please allow us to watch this. Yeah. Some of these great movies like Palm Springs or Run. Again, too bad. Oh well. I guess we'll uh, just have to wait and see for this one.
1: Uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Always and Forever, but it's like four with a four.
0: Oh, for, like the, four. Like four, the number like four. Chris Hemsworth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Thor, four, the four Thor.
0: Yeah, right. Always and Forever.
1: <laughs> but when you click on it, it's not. Anyways, this was confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and the trailer itself. This is on Video On Demand. Uh, again, I think uh, I think I checked it on Apple TV. You can get it there. It's about this like woman and her childhood friends start getting murdered, and uh, she's convinced it has something to do with her dark past. What's her dark past? I don't know. The trailer never told no. you. Uh, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great at all. And then the final movie that is coming out is a movie called Embattled. Hmm. This is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet m.theifanembers.com and the trailer itself saying uh, that it's video on demand in theaters, but not in Canada apparently, because I can't find it anywhere in Canada. Not in theaters, not to rent, but the trailer... Um, is confirmed, like confirmed it for that release date. So I'm sure you can get it somewhere in the States. However, the bright side of us not getting it here in Canada is that you can just watch the trailer because it tells you the entire movie beat for beat. Oh. So it's about this abusive father uh, who's like an MMA fighter, uh, who like abuses his kid or whatever. And then the kid grows up to become an MMA fighter and then they have to fight in the octagon. Mm. And again, the trailer shows the entire fucking movie. Like
0: right. literally beat for beat. Typical.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not gonna watch it ever because I've already seen it in two and a half
0: minutes. Understood. Huh. Understood. And, H- that's,
1: and that's that's it, man.
0: We got nothing else coming. Nothing else. Cool. Thank you for your uh, you know due diligence. Thank you for researching this.
1: You're so welcome. Together oh my science releases.
0: Even though this is a you know a busy week for you. ps P S five came out. PlayStation five. Indeed. That's what I'm gonna do after this. I know. I know you are. I'm going to go home and I'm going to kiss
1: it. Just kiss it. I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to smell it. Did you smell your PlayStation
0: 5 when you unpacked it? Uh, Just probably naturally. I wasn't like sniffing. I wasn't sniffing it on purpose. Were you sniffing it?
1: No. That's weird. (laughs) It sounds like
0: you you did. No. No. sounds like you sniffed your PlayStation
1: 5. No. See, that's my line. That's my line. No.
0: I don't understand, I don't recall this ever being established, that the word no is your line. It's as my as line. It was patented, it's uh, mine. patented Adrian phrase. Yeah. But we are actually done this podcast. We've got no more content for you, audience. And, but I do appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here, Adrian. And if you ever want to watch the rest of our, never watch, you're listening because it's a podcast. If you're listening, want to listen to the rest of our catalog of episodes, we've got 19 episodes before this. That air on what? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, even Deezer, Amazon. Did you say Amazon already? Yeah, that's what Sorry, I lied You about. literally just said that. Sorry, hey, iHeart Radio, Tune in Radio. We're on everything. I ask you, you know, like us on Facebook, review follow us. us on Twitter, review us. Sh- sure, review us, and perhaps write into us at SlowFocusPodcast at mm-hmm. as an email. Do it. Or send us a message on Twitter. There's lots of avenues to get involved with the conversation like Kenneth Stadelbauer does very often. Consistently. Indeed. Every episode except for, I think, one episode. Yes, it's true. Which I always appreciate. I love you, Ken. I love
1: you too, Ken. I could love... I love you
0: too, Ken. That's kind of weird. I love you too, man. You? Me? I'm loving you. Am I I playing Ken and saying I love you? Yeah. I love you too, Adrian. Ah, thanks, Ken. Me as Ken. That's odd. This is best. very strange. Let's, let's end this so you can go back to them. sniffing your PlayStation, shall we? Thank you for listening to the 20th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. Hey, guys. It's me, Adrian, again. I'm signing off as I regularly do,
1: but I just want to finish this episode off a little bit differently and just really, really recommend that you watch something that I mentioned um, earlier in the show, Auntie Donna, Big Ol' House of Fun. It's hilarious. And I also highly recommend one more thing to watch because it's, uh, as we all know, it's a great movie. It's uh, called Batman v Superman. Uh, Batman v Superman, it's a great movie. We all know this. We all agree on it. Uh, Please do watch that as well. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Take care.